1: Budweiser's Weekday Sports beat continues on Sports Radio, 960 AM WSBT. Some of our participating sponsors include Fisher's Barbecue and Catering, East McKinley and Mishawaka, drive-thru open Tuesday through Saturday, just look for the smoke. South Bend Orthopedics Team Physicians for the University of Notre Dame since 1949. Wings, etc. Grill and Pub, 14 area, Michiana location. Stop in today or order online. Wingsetc.com. Four Winds Casino, your entertainment escape, and Mimo's Pizza on Edison in Mishawaka, best pizza in the state. Joined right now by Brian Driscoll from irishbreakdown.com. Just getting back from Canton, Ohio, huh?
2: Yeah, and I was thinking about all that long list of sponsors you have. Do you mind sharing a couple <laughs> of for our
1: show? Goodness gracious. That's and that's awesome. just half the list. That's just half okay. the list. I had to break yeah. it in half because... I was reading like 10 minutes of sponsors, you know, so I had to split it up. So. Okay,
2: Brian, that's our segment. Sorry. That's right. <laughs>
1: that's exactly right. Sales staff out getting it done. Good job. Good job. All right. Well, Brian, I wanted to touch a little bit on recruiting uh, before we get to some Florida State stuff. It's September 1st and kind of a new page on the recruiting calendar. And I've seen you know, Notre Dame, you know, some of the, the coaches and stuff like that doing some different tweeting. What's it all mean? right now
2: well basically september 1st is the first opportunity coaches have to officially contact 2023 recruits so you know they've been able to contact kids indirectly and kids are able to contact the coaches but the coaches haven't been able uh, to, to initiate contact with recruits as of midnight on september 1st that that is the deadline and they're now allowed to contact those so that's where that big social media push comes from that's where the you know coaches making phone calls to their top recruits at midnight things along those lines uh that's what that's all about and that's kind of one of those things that says okay well this is going to show us to some degree who the early priorities are for this Notre Dame coaching staff
1: well kind of a big picture question here Notre Dame's had a lot of recruiting success this summer including getting the commitment from the defensive end from Ohio this summer so How important is it for them to kind of go toe-to-toe and win those recruiting battles with Ohio State?
2: It's incredibly important, Sean. You know, I mean, it's, it's like, you know, what's the ultimate goal, right? The ultimate goal is to be better than Bama, right? The team that's won multiple championships, it's to be better than Clemson. But right now, I think Notre Dame's most immediate goal is you have to become the Midwest power. You have to become the school in the Midwest, the kids that want to play for a championship, the kids that want to go to the NFL go to. And right now, that's Ohio State. The way that you overcome that is, number one, on the field. But the number two is you've got to start beating, some, beating them for recruits. And it, it serves twofold, right? Number one, it serves the biggest purposes is they don't get that kid, right? And, and as we've discussed before, the two ways to, to get yourself onto the level of those programs is to, number one, Build yourself up, but then number two is to tear them down, and you tear them down by beating them on the field or beating them on the recruiting trail. And Notre Dame just simply has been unwilling in past years to battle Ohio State for top players, and now they're not with Marcus Freeman and Mike Mickens and Mike Elston and a lot of those coaches. They're willing on defense to go toe to toe with that program, and they're starting to win some of those battles. That's vitally important. Vitally important for Notre Dame.
0: We're driven by the search for better. All right,
1: Brian Driscoll from irishbreakdown.com. Let's get into this game a little bit. Um, You know, some different kind of angles to look at. I wanted to start Florida State just horrible against the run last year. 97th in the nation. The Irish bludgeoned them for over 350 rushing yards. Now, of course, Notre Dame's got a revamped offensive line. Florida State even sent a couple guys to the NFL on that defensive line. Despite how bad they were, they do have a couple transfers in, but if you're Florida State, how do you try to defend this Irish team? Because as as we know, sitting here watching these, this team, it's it's more than just, you know, they were run heavy last year, but it's more than just the, the the run game because there's a lot more to defend out there, I think, this year.
2: I would honestly, Sean, I'm still going to make Notre Dame have to prove to me that they can beat me throwing the football. Now, you and I as people that cover Notre Dame, we know of the potential that Notre Dame has. But you know Kevin Austin still has still has six career passes Jack Cohn didn't play last year he's got to prove to me he can he can do that Braden Lindsay's got to prove to me that he can make plays I I'm gonna say other than Michael Mayer I'm, I'm not you know if you're gonna beat me with Braden Lindsay or Kevin Austin or Avery Davis more power to you but you're not beating me with Kyron Williams and you're not beating me with Chris Tyree and you're not beating me with Michael Mayer honestly that's what I would do and then you know, then if Notre Dame is able to throw the ball on you effectively, then good on Notre Dame. But I don't think Florida State is the team that can sit there and say, hey, we can go toe to you 11 on 11. So that means, you know, making sure that you still have numbers in the box. That means being aggressive with run stunts and in pressures and trying to really beat Notre Dame up front, especially inside. You know, Notre Dame's got some new look guys on the inside. I think there's a position where Florida State has some big, talented kids and they have some size advantages. They've got a 330 plus pound nose tackle another kid that's over 310 pounds so they've got some size so that's what i'm going to do is i'm going to say we're going we're going to try to beat you from b gap to b gap we're going to try to beat you with how we're going to defend you numbers wise and with the way that we pressure and if you're going to beat us in the perimeter then you're going to beat us in the perimeter but we're not going to let you run the football on us like you did last year
1: well and and notre dame has all these different personnel packages and they're even more diverse like with you know between the 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 fact and i was just talking about Tyree and, and and Kyron Williams but then you throw in getting Austin and Lindsey back and then of course you've got Michael Mayer as well so th- they've got these different personnel packages and, and I was talking about how like if you watch Tom Brady like a, a lot of times they might show you know they might have like 12 personnel out on the field two tight ends. But they might throw more from that, whereas, mm-hmm. you know, they'll, they'll go the other way if they've got 11 and they've spread it out a little bit, they might run more from that. Right. Is it, is it kind of up to, to, to Notre Dame to kind of try to break the mold a little bit with maybe what they're going to do against the Seminoles?
2: Absolutely. I mean, Alabama did that. If you go back and watch the SEC title game against Florida last year, early in the game, Alabama spent a lot of time in 12 personnel. Now, they didn't stop throwing it, but they spent a lot of time in 12 personnel because the, the objective being, hey, in 12 personnel, you're going to reduce your alignment defensively, which is going to give us more room to work with on the perimeter. And I think that's something that last year, if you look at Notre Dame's, you know, route usage for Tommy Trumbull and Brock Wright, when those guys were in the game, they were both running a pass route on less than 40% of the snaps that they were on the field. That's a pretty heavy tell. So this year, you've early in the game, especially against Florida State, you know, whether it's George Takis or Kevin Bauman, when you get those guys on the field, one of the first things I would do with them in the game is throw it to them. You know, put George Takis in the game, and on the first time you go 12 personnel, run four verts, and say, hey, if you think you're going to be able to load the box on us like you did last year, that's fine. We may only run for 50 yards, but we're going to run for 50 yards because we're going to throw for 450. You know, that's that's what Notre Dame has to do, and I think they have to set that tone, Sean, to your point exactly. They have to set that tone immediately. If you think you can spread us out on eleven personnel, three receipt which is the three receiver alignment, then mm-hmm. we're going to run it right up the middle. If you think you can load the box up when we are go twelve personnel, then we're going to throw it over your head. Set that tone immediately, and that's going to be a uh, that's going to send a statement to Florida State, but it's also going to send a statement to Toledo and Purdue and Wisconsin and Cincinnati that this ain't the two thousand twenty Notre Dame team. You're going to have to defend the width and the length of the field. And-
1: Brian Driscoll with us from IrishBreakdown.com. Mike Norvell. I, I, I'm guessing we're not going to find out who the starting quarterback is until Sunday. Jordan Travis, who of course played against Notre Dame last year in this game, and then Central Florida transfer, Mackenzie Milton. D- do you think just they, they have contrasting styles? Do you think either one of them against Marcus Freeman's defense gives Florida State a better advantage?
2: I think it's Jordan Travis. I think the reason why is Florida State does not have better players than Notre Dame. The way that you can neutralize that, that talent advantage is when you have a quarterback that can make plays when things break down, that a guy that can make plays outside the scope of the normal offense where you may bring a pressure, you may beat you, beat us up front, but my guy can make your guys miss and then take off and turn it into a 15-yard gain. That's what kept Florida State in this game last year. Right. And I think that's what he can do. And I think the combination of the two – could do just enough to keep Notre Dame off balance to where they can move the ball a little bit. But at the end of the day, it's the guy that can make plays off schedule that's going to give them the best chance to to stay in this game and potentially pull off an upset.
1: How big an advantage is it for Florida State that this is a season opener instead of, you know, like four or five weeks into the season?
2: I don't know if it is. And the reason I say that is Sean, is I really like – the potential of this Florida State team to improve a lot as the season goes on compared to last year. This is a Florida State team that if you looked at their two deep, Sean, there's a lot of freshmen and redshirt freshmen in the two deep. And there's some talented kids that the more experience they get, the better they're going to be. The other thing is, there was nothing to distract Notre Dame from the last two weeks. There was no Wisconsin or Virginia Tech or USC before that game. Whereas now, it's like Notre Dame's had kind of all offseason and all all summer and all fall camp to kind of figure out what they're going to do. So if I was Florida State, I would have much rather played this game in October, November at home than I would have in the opener where Notre Dame gets to focus on, on it. Because they're both going to have a lot of new guys in the lineup. You talked about it on defense. It's not like Florida State returns 20 starters. Right. They're going to have some new guys. But their new guys are a lot younger than the Notre Dame new guys.
1: Yeah, exactly. Notre Dame was the most – physical team in in most games last year including Florida State like when you look at this matchup specifically in the trenches are, are you expecting more of the same can Florida State be improved maybe specifically you know on the on their offensive line against Notre Dame's defensive line which I think is going to be a nightmare matchup for just about everybody this year
2: yeah I think they should be able to better handle it they're a little bigger than they were last year. I think that that by the end of the year, I think that Florida State team was pretty good at running the football. I mean, one thing that gets lost in, in the three and six season from last year is Florida State was 0.1 yards away from averaging 200 yards in the season. They averaged 199.9 yards per game last year. They averaged 5.1 yards per carry. They have athletes. They have guys that can run. Mm-hmm. The, and that was despite ranking in the 100s and tackles for loss and sacks allowed. Imagine what their run game would have looked like if they weren't so bad at giving up negative plays. So there's some skill talent there. It's all about can their line, which last year, they have three redshirt freshmen listed in the starting lineup on the offensive line. That's misleading. They're accounting the COVID year into the eligibility of their roster. There's three redshirt freshmen that that started at least four games each last year. That's never happened before because redshirt freshmen don't play. Yeah. So it's a little bit misleading. So they had some of those young guys took their lumps last year. I think they should be better, this that new coaching staff. Remember, Florida State was a brand new staff last year with no offseason. They had an offseason now. So I think Florida State's going to be better. I think this team's going to get better and better as year goes on. But this is still a game that Notre Dame should dominate in the trenches. And if they're not able to dominate in the trenches in this game, To me, it's going to be a little bit of a concerning sign moving forward.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. So answer this. Notre Dame wins this game if what happens they lose if what happens?
2: They win this game if they protect the football and play their game. They lose this game if early in the game they're turning the ball over, giving Florida State short fields, and letting this Florida State team build confidence. If this young team that has some talent – Goes into the third and fourth quarter thinking they have a shot to win, and Notre Dame's turning the ball over and making bad mistakes, giving up big plays. They could lose, but if Notre Dame plays a clean game, they will. They're the far superior team in every way possible, and I think they win this game pretty handily. By the time we get to the fourth quarter,
1: all right, Brian Driscoll from irishbreakdown.com. Appreciate your uh, tenacity. <laughs> I apologize. With t- t- no, for that, that's all right. That bad connection, hey, Sean. I, things I'm Things happen. About that things happen. We're in it. A- technology age at least technology helped us out by the time it was all said and done so <laughs> all right good. thanks for having me on sean all right appreciate it brian it have uh, safe travels down to uh, tallahassee and we'll talk to you monday